Leathercoat pulled a Samsung mobile phone from his back pocket and held it up. We took this from a special branch officer in Belfast this morning. He was receiving text messages about a large handful bomb being prepared by a real IRA cell. But no one knows what we're doing, said Maguire. Just the four of us, and the operations director. The OD is the only member of the Army Council who has details of the operation. I'm here on the OD's authority, said Leathercoat. He wants the rat dealt with. I know these men. I've known them for years. Yeah? Well, maybe you don't know them well enough. We're not rats, said Ryan. And fuck you for saying we are. I was just about to drive a one-ton bomb into Belfast, so I don't need anyone telling me that I'm a rat. We'll soon find out, said Leathercoat. He bent down and switched off the jammer. He waved his gun at his two companions. Switch on their phones, he said. Be quick about it. The two men checked the mobile phones, then moved to stand behind Leathercoat. Don't worry, the phones won't be on long enough for the cops to get a trace, said Leathercoat, taking a phone from his pocket. He looked at the screen. Just have to wait until we get a signal. He grinned. There we are, four bars. Good old orange. He looked over at the four men. Anyone want to confess before I call the number that we got from the special branch cop? The four men said nothing. Leathercoat grinned. Let's go for it then, he said. He pressed the green button and watched as the pre-programmed number flashed across the screen. There was a silence lasting several seconds, and then the phone in front of O'Leary burst into life. The James Bond theme echoed around the warehouse. There you go, said Leathercoat. How easy was that? O'Leary, you bastard! screamed Maguire. He's working for the cops, shouted Ryan. How the hell did that happen? Leathercoat walked over to the ringing phone and stamped on it. It shattered into a dozen pieces. Then he walked behind O'Leary and kicked him in the middle of the back. O'Leary fell forward with a grunt and lay face down, gasping for breath. If it was up to me, we'd have a long chat with you, you rat bastard. But the OD wants you dead, said Leathercoat. Two shots rang out in quick succession, and Leathercoat staggered back as blood spurted from two chest wounds. His gun fell to the ground, and he stared at the man who'd shot him. His forehead creased into a surprised frown. It was the man in the bomber jacket who'd fired the shots. The man standing next to him started to scream as he swung his glock around, but the shooter fired again. Two shots that caught him high in the chest, just above the heart. The man fell back, his mouth working soundlessly, and he slammed into the ground. The shooter slid his gun back into its holster and stood looking down at O'Leary. See what you've done? he shouted. See what your stupidity has gone and done? He walked over to the second man that he'd shot and pulled out a set of keys from his pocket.
O'Leary twisted around, trying to look up at the shooter. Who are you? he asked. I'm the man who just saved your life. Are you a cop? Are you? O'Leary nodded. Special branch. Long-term penetration. I've been undercover for more than two years. Yeah, and in all that time, did no one tell you about sending text messages to your handler? It's the way he wanted it. Then he's an idiot. You make calls and you use payphones or throw away mobiles. You don't send texts because text messages can come back to bite you in the ass. Okay, I get it, said O'Leary. Now will you untie me? The shooter bent down and picked up Ryan's mobile phone. Help's on the way. You can't leave me here like this, said O'Leary. It's your bed. You lie in it, said the shooter. Who the hell are you? The man walked away without answering. He ripped off his ski mask as he left the warehouse and tossed it to the side. He tapped out a number on the mobile he'd taken from Ryan, putting it to his ear as it rang out. Yeah, it's me, Spider. 